good evening and extend the Christian greetings to each one of you. I guess I've known about the congregation here for quite a while, but I've never been here. So this is a blessing for me to be here. And I trust that we'll continue to be blessed this evening. I should have maybe kept a few of the children up here. Would I have some volunteers of the children to come up here? I want to show them something. It won't hurt. Come up here. Okay, anybody else? <clears throat> I'm going to do something here. And maybe people don't often do this. I mean, look at that. What do you see here? What does that look like? You know what that looks like? Does it look like it was cut? Yeah. Does it look like a scar? And it is scar. You think it would have hurt? It doesn't hurt now, right? Okay. But it did at one time. It did at one time. Okay. You can go back. Thank you. In case you're wondering what happened to that toe, when I was probably about five years old, I was curious, like a lot of children that age are, and my dad was fixing a plow. It was one of those plows that had a lot of different points on it. And my dad had told me to get away. But I wanted to see. So I didn't get away as far as I should have. And I stayed a little too close. And I think my dad was too focused on what he was doing to where he didn't really realized that I didn't obey him. So my dad was putting this one this one point of, of it up on it, and he put the bolt through, and he thought it had held. And as he, as he was doing it, he was holding it with his knee and putting it through, and then... When he thought it was it had held, he took his knee out. Well, the point let loose, or yeah, it didn't hold, and it came down and went right on my big toe. 
And when my dad picked me up and ran me into the house, my toe was it hit hit right on the right on the knuckle there, and it just cut, and that whole thing was just sort of flopping there. It was just but but totally coming off. Thankfully, it healed up just fine. We were about three hours from the nearest hospital, so it never got sewn shut. But my mom bandaged it up, and it healed, and it's working today. But it still has a scar. <clears throat> Listen to John chapter twenty. <clears throat> John chapter 20, and we'll start to read in verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. This was already after Jesus uh, had been crucified and resurrected. And when he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight, after eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. <clears throat> then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. <clears throat> you know, there's many people nowadays who don't like scars scars and blemish removal is a multi-billion dollar industry it's huge <clears throat> And they tell me that by the year 2025, they project 
that it will be a 34.5 billion industry. Scar and blemish removal. Creams, gels, silicone sheets, injections, laser therapy. It's a multi-billion dollar industry to get rid of scars. Seems to indicate that people don't like scars, right? Not emotional scars, not physical scars. But why is that? Why? It's interesting what scars show. Scars are indicators that something happened. Just like my toe, right? Years later. There it is. Proof that I was through something. Something happened. And many times, scars are there because of something bad that happened. As we know, scars alter the way we look. It can mess with the natural pigments in the skin. It can stop the blood circulation. It can interfere with a normal lymphatic flow. But it seems to me that what folks are most worried about is what it looks like. The optical conclusion of what's there. That's what folks are most worried about. But why? Why? Are we worried about hiding reality? And I'm not here to advocate ugly scars, okay? I don't know if you have scars or not. But you know, there are things that we can do for scars and about scars, both physical as well as emotional. And I actually like scars. 
Maybe not so much for what they look like, but more the challenge they can present. Um, when I was in, in prison in Nicaragua, just a day or so after I was there, I noticed that my cellmate <clears throat> continued to sort of rub his hand, sort of like as if his hand hurt. So I asked him, what's, what's wrong? Well, then he told me uh, uh, the story of when he was when he was detained. They brought him in. They beat him up. They just beat him up to a point where he couldn't even lay down for three days. And they also took the handcuffs and put them across like this uh, from this side like that. And they put them across like that. Anyone who has had handcuffs on their wrists and even locked so that they don't go any tighter. You know, even that hurts after after not too long. Your wrists start getting red and it's it's not not nice. And here they went and tightened this down as hard as they could. And then they were standing on it yet and beating him. And so this was probably about three months afterwards. <clears throat> and his hand was sort of like this. Just sort of, he couldn't quite close his hand or open it or quite, quite right. He was just sort of, well, he could do better closing, but he couldn't quite open it like normal. He had a bunch of scars down in underneath there. Well, here we were in a cell by ourselves, 24-7, didn't have anything to do except fan ourselves and, and yeah, swat at the mosquitoes. So I started massaging that hand and got getting those scars out of there. And a few weeks later when he left... His hand was back to normal. So those things can be done. So I'm not here to advocate and to promote scars. But, and, I, and I'm here to say that, you know, many times for our physical scars, there's a solution. There are things we can do. And it's obvious from what we read here. Jesus was okay with his scars. He said, come, look. Here it is. Here are my scars. Are we okay with ours? Are we okay with the things that we've been through? And to me, it's amazing that when we truly heal, scars can actually become beauty marks. 
instead of a source of pain. Now, if we think of Christ's scars, what did they represent? Those scars were living proof of his survival. They were living proof of his resurrection. They were living proof of his love. And so, Jesus never covered his scars as such. He never fancy-footed around them. They were his. He owned them. He said, look. Look at them. See, there they are. Put your hand in there, Thomas. He invited his disciples to look, to feel. So that they wouldn't forget. <clears throat> and Christ also invites us to become comfortable with his scars. What they mean for me, what they mean for you. He also wants us to come to the point where we are comfortable with our scars. There's a reason they're there. And God has allowed these things to happen in our lives even though it might not have been the nicest thing but God does not God in his foreknowledge understands and knows what each one of us is, is going through and he gives us the wherewithal to turn those scars into beauty marks. To where it truly heals. But sad to say many times. You know those things are still. Underneath. It's still not cleaned out. There's still something in underneath there. There's still pus. There's still junk in there. And that can happen too. But God wants us to come to the point where those things are healed. It's interesting. 
how many times scars are scars are the way for us to reach into other people's lives. It is the way that we can communicate empathy and help to the hurting. Because many people, many times the hurting want to know. What do you know about this? How can you help me? If you've never been through this. But scars are the living proof that we've been through. Jesus, with his scars in his hand, proves to us. That he was there. And he proves to us through that that he loves us. And that he's willing to help us <coughs> through our things. <coughs> so scars can be beauty marks. They can be but only if we embrace them. And Christ's invitation to all of us still remains. Come, see, feel. This is who I am. I can transform you. I do love you. I was there. And that's the invitation that he still gives out to each one of us. Let's pause for prayer. Father Eternal, again tonight we want to thank you. And we want to praise you because you love us. And we have proof because you sent your only son to die for us. Thank you. And thank you for the invitation that we have to come, to feel, to see what Christ has been through, therefore proving his love for us. And thank you that we can, because of that love, also be free. Thank you again in the name of Jesus. Amen.